1: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Bills Mafia. We know there's only one topic every day. All bills, all the time. And now Matt Beauvais and Sal Capaccio are going really deep talking bills all year long because it's always game day in Buffalo.
0: Hi everyone. Welcome into another. It's always game day in Buffalo. Sal Capaccio here with Matt Bove. And if you're watching on the video portion, which you can do by the way on YouTube at Sal sports, in case you're like, Hey, wait, these guys are on video. Yes. We like to show you our smiling faces and say hello. Matt is here. I'm here. Matt's in Studio Bove. I am not in Studio Capaccio. I'm actually in our Odyssey complex here. I just got through with the morning show with Jody DiBiase here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Walk down the hall. This is like a production room that we're in uh that we have. We have all these different, you know, radio studios and rooms. It's kind of cool actually.
1: If anybody is listening to this and listening only I'm going to sound a little different. I am sick, and I have been sick for a couple days. I feel like I got hit by a bus. Sal's voice is a little coarse because of the Micah Hyde softball game. If you're watching this, you'll see my nose. I look like Rudolph right now, and we're in the middle of May, which is not ideal. I guess there's a nice thing about this is that it's not the week of the PGA Championship, and hopefully I'm a little bit better by then. But right now, Sal, I do not remember feeling this sick. In a long time, probably legitimately since I had COVID in Italy, which was another just awesome FOV story. And it just hits you, right? It just hit you like that? Yeah, it's just it was out of the blue. Like I woke up on Saturday morning, I didn't feel good. And you would think that it would kind of slowly get better as the weekend moved along and yeah. it slowly got worse. So I went back to the doctor for the second time and hopefully we're turning a corner here, but it does not feel like it right now. So I'm apologizing well, if my voice sounds weird.
0: First of all, hope you feel better. Second of all, man, you are a trooper. Still doing this podcast and being a part of this while you're going through that. Um, I appreciate you being available, but you don't have to, man. You know, if you need to bow out at any point.
1: What else am I going to do? I appreciate you saying that, but what else? I'm sitting here. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not doing anything else.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I feel bad having to talk to you under these circumstances. I'll tell you that. But we do have some news and notes and different things to discuss when it comes to the Buffalo Bills. Hey, if you are watching, by the way, on the video version, we've had a lot of new people come to the um, come to the uh, YouTube page at Salesports on YouTube. The videos are really starting to pop right now as far as people saying, hey, they really like this sort of interaction. So we appreciate that from you. Check that out. And if you are watching, of course, if you want to just check out the audio, it's iTunes, it's Spotify, it's the Odyssey app, it's WGR 550, wherever you pod. You can find it. And, of course, you can always see Matt on Channel 7, WKBW-TV in Buffalo, and I'm on WGR Sports Radio 550. So now that we got all of that out of the way, the schedule will be released this week on mm-hmm. Thursday. Um, I think the the anticipation for this just grows every year in so many ways and for so many reasons, mostly because people just like to plan their entire falls, I think, Matt, around you know their autumns and their early winters, around getting together with other people around the country bills mafia travels so well it's a big part of the schedule especially this year with a game in london i think it's going to be october 8th we're all kind of anticipating that we won't know for sure maybe by the time you hear this you'll know exactly what date but it's so cool how it's become an event because people just want to make sure that they can go somewhere get together make a destination and party on with a bunch of Bills Mafia members.
1: Typical NFL, right? You've got something basically every month of the year, even when there isn't any games happening. In March, it's free agency. In April, it's the draft. In May, it's the NFL schedule. June and July, a little bit of a lull until training camp starts back up. And yeah, I know there's a lot of people who say the schedule is overblown. You're going to play these opponents anyway. What difference does it make the order that they're in? But so many people are planning around the schedule. And I think that's one of the reasons why I get so excited about it. I'm excited to find out when are we going to Los Angeles again? I'm excited to figure out when are you going to be in London? I'm excited to figure out are the Bills finally going to have a little bit of an escape in the winter because of Miami? Or are they going to go there in December or November right. instead of when it's still really nice here? And I've met so many people over the years, and I'm sure it's the same for you, who do yearly trips, who every year they pick a new destination that they go to or they go to the same one. One of the guys I used to work with, our meteorologist, Andy Parker, him and his friends go to the Miami game every single year, regardless of when it is. They make that trip every year. Other people, they try and pick one game to go to, and they try and knock out all of the different stadiums, all of the different NFL markets. So this year, it's a fun one because there's some really cool games mixed in. I mean, we don't exactly know when they're going to fall, but going to Philly, like that's an easy trip to make. You can hop in a car and you can drive to Philly. Kansas City, if you haven't done it yet, I know a lot of people are trying to get there at some point. You've had opportunities the last few years obviously London LA those are high on the list Cincinnati there's a lot of really intriguing road matchups for the Bills this year
0: all right let's um let's do that let's pull them up let's pull up the 2023 Bills opponents all right mm-hmm. and we don't know the dates yet as we're talking here we're recording this on Tuesday morning uh, by the time we get, by the time people listen, they might know, especially because Wednesday, Wednesday, the opponent for London is going to be announced. The date is going to be mm-hmm. announced. But they, we do know the Bills are going to London. They have mm-hmm. nine home games scheduled. One of those games will be shifted to London. There's talk it could be the Jacksonville Jaguars. They play back to back weeks maybe in London as a test for the NFL. There's talk it could be the Raiders. We just had Vinny Bond Sr. on from Raider Nation on the radio program this morning. And he said, yeah, people in Las Vegas are thinking it could be the Raiders going. Could it could be the Giants, Brian Dable. How about the Cowboys who haven't been there? in 10 years going to London. That could be it. But let's take a look at the actual destinations. Figure London in one of your nights. you got the eight road games, right, Matt? Mm -hmm. Eight road games and London. Is London atop the destination places? Is that beat out LA? It's got to be one of those two, right?
1: I think so. I think it does. I've been to London once. I've been to LA a few times. You know, we're fortunate that travel is an aspect of this job. I think London, you can make more of a trip. Like, there's a lot of things, obviously, to do in Los Angeles. And if you're somebody who is wanting to go somewhere because of weather and escaping maybe bad weather in Buffalo, then maybe LA is the more intriguing option. But just think about London. And once you're over there, all of the different opportunities that it opens up. You can hop on a train and go to Paris. You can hop on a quick flight. You can go to Italy. You can go to Scotland. You can go to all these different places that are right there. And if you're listening to this and you've never done any travel overseas in Europe, all of that is pretty close. Like I know London in the United Kingdom is its own thing, but you can get to a lot of different places once you're in London. So I would think that London is probably the top trip destination. Do you agree? I think it has to be. I mean... The Bills haven't been there since 2015.
0: They were in L.A. last year for the opener, and it is London. It's international. It's an event. It's different. I think the only thing that would pull fans back from saying that is, well, but it's a home game. You're playing it away from, and you're kind of mad about that, right? But just don't think of it like that. I think if you just want to think of it as a chance to go and experience something totally cool and totally new. And the fact is, because it's a home game, Matt, we've heard from Ron Rakuya. Uh, Bill's executive vice president and COO, who said because it's a home game, they will have events surrounding it for the Bills. They will have events for Bill's fans surrounding it. They're going to do some stuff with that. And considering Tottenham Hotspur Stadium, the new Bill's Stadium, a lot of the design and the ideas have come for the way that's designed. So I think that's cool for Bill's fans to go and see.
1: I also just did a quick Google search. So shout out Google, a train ride from London to Paris is two hours and 16 minutes. So it is not a long trip at all. If you want to try and check both of those boxes. And I remember walking around London the first time that we went, was that 2015 or 2016? I don't even remember. twenty. Actually it was 2014.
0: Doug Marone, Was it right? 2014? No, no, it was, no, it was 2015, 2015. It was Rex Ryan, 2015. I, yes. I remember walking through the sorry.
1: streets of London and like, just I, I said Doug Marone, Marone
0: because of- he was the head coach of the, or he was an assistant for the Jags at the time, but go ahead. Sorry.
1: Okay. So I just remember like walking through the streets of London and looking at buildings and being like, wow, that building is older than the United States. Like that's a pretty old building. So it's, it's just, I'm a history nerd. I really like doing that kind of stuff. So I would say London is number one. And I don't even know if I would put LA at number two. I think London is number one. Okay. And then after that, I think I would put Kansas city at two. If you haven't been to Kansas city.
0: Yeah, Kansas City is a good one because the barbecue, the people, they're really great. The people are great. They treat you, you know, first class for sure. Kansas City is a great destination. I have a different one for me for the way that the team travels. And I think this is a little different for fans. My number two might be, I love, we usually stay. I travel with the team as part of the radio broadcast. We usually stay in Providence.
1: Yeah. Providence is an
0: awesome city. I love going to Providence, especially when they do it in the one of the usually November, December around cool. Christmas time. There's the rink and, you know, you walk around. It's a little cold. You get in the bars. You have a drink. It's amazing. I love Providence. It's right on Federal Hill. Uh, you can smell all the Italian restaurants and the bakeries. It's really cool.
1: I also think that that trip gets bumped up significantly if it's not the week of Christmas like it has been for the last several years. And if it's in the fall, like how cool would it be if the Bills play in the fall and you could go to Fenway to watch a Red yeah. Sox game if you've never been to Fenway and you could do all of that in one weekend or if the weather's just nice. There's things that you could go do like you could walk around like harvard's campus in the fall and you can go and chill by the water and at the harbor it's just boston's an awesome i love going to boston and i know like you said the team stays in providence i usually stay in providence as well but the last time i went i stayed actually in the city of boston Mm -hmm. and it was great we went and watched the celtics play against the heat in the celtics i think jason tatum put up like 49 points and could have hit 50 if he was like really pushing at the end but they had won pretty handedly that was the game that um I don't want to get it wrong. Prince William and Princess Kate. Are they Prince and Princess?
0: I do not want to speak on this.
1: Will and Kate. I don't know. They were both. I don't know. They were both there. And I remember they showed them wow. on the Jumbotron. And my I was texting my wife. I took a picture and sent it to her. And she thought that was like the coolest thing in the world. She's like, Oh my <laughs> gosh, you're in the same building as Will and Kate. Like, that's the coolest that's thing ever. And I kept telling her, because it wasn't true, but the next day the Bills played, I was like, Maybe they're going to watch Josh Allen tomorrow. I was like, maybe they're maybe they're in Boston, so they can watch the Bills play the Patriots tomorrow. Maybe that's why they made the trip.
0: October twenty fifth, twenty fifteen. Yes, that was the last time the Bills were in London. By the way, um the I wanted to say the Kansas City game, oh, there was something I was mention about the London game, and I forget, oh, yeah, that's what it is. If it is October eighth, If it is October eighth, October is a holiday here in the United States. Mm-hmm. It's I think formerly Columbus Day, now Indigenous People's Day. I think that's the official title of it yeah. of the holiday. Um, so if you do and plan on going, you know, at least it's an extra day to come back and you're not missing anything. Right. I guess that's the best yeah. way to kind of look at it.
1: And you're doing the whole like going back in time type deal because you're five <laughs> hours ahead. So right. if you're in London and if you leave at noon, you're going to get back into New York at like three o'clock in the afternoon. So it's not like you would be rushing back and you would be getting in. I mean, you, I guess you could conceivably if you wanted to spend the day in London. But that does help because it's not like you're getting thrown back into things so quickly. I love the Kansas city point you make. I do
0: like going to Kansas city, although it's just been too much lately because the bills have had to go there so often compared to the chiefs coming to Buffalo because of the schedule rotation and how it works. Um, the the LA one is really interesting. I think we both really like going to Foxborough uh-huh. uh, slash Providence LA. And by the way, Foxborough is okay too. They have Patriot place right there at the stadium. It's really cool by the way. Um, LA. I like, I like the Eastern cities like New York, Boston, Cities like that more than I like LA just as a city, the public transportation, it's a lot tougher. There isn't really any um, compared to like subways and ways to get around. But man, if you get a chance to go to that stadium like we did last year, Matt, that's the thing about LA. The Bills play at the Chargers this year. If you get a chance to go and be a part of that stadium and see it, that's the cool part about LA and the experience, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, the stadium is a palace. It's unbelievable, but it's just, I don't know, something about it. If I always like experiences more so than just the game itself, like the stadium in Los Angeles is obviously top notch, but that's why the tiebreaker for me always goes to places where you can really have an awesome experience. Like if you're somebody who enjoys going to games in Orchard Park in the tailgate atmosphere and just all of the fanfare that comes with that, then you would love Kansas City. The closest thing that there is to Orchard Park is 100%. Kansas City, and you can say that vice versa. So you can say the closest maybe Green thing Bay. Yeah, I guess, but Kansas City, the tailgating, just like the yeah. vibe of the game, the atmosphere, Super it's cool. cool. And also Arrowheads an awesome place to watch a game. Now, you know, we've kind of been spoiled the last couple of years that it's been every single year. And if you've already went once, then I don't think there's really a reason that you would have to go back unless you want to watch Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, which I guess is a pretty good reason. But yeah, that's why to me, like I like L.A., but I only like L.A. if you can go and you can do other things while you're there. If the point of the trip is just the football game, then it's not that high on the list for me.
0: We took in an Angels game when we were there. My family came out for the, my wife and son, for the opener last year. We made a little weekend out of it. The Bills played on Thursday. We did an Angels game while we were there. Saw Mike Trout, saw Otani, so that was cool. Trout actually hit a home run, so that was cool. Max really likes them. You're right. I think a lot of those things can kind of revolve around what's going on at the time. And L.A. is a better place if you're a Bills fan and want to go in the winter, as you mentioned a little while ago. All right, we have L.A., we have Kansas City, we have Foxborough slash Providence. Here's some other cities the Bills are going to. Philadelphia, they uh, last went there eight years ago. That yeah. was also you know, 2015. That was the return of LaShawn McCoy. It did not go well that day, and now the Eagles are the defending NFC champions. Um, Philadelphia, a really cool city to visit. A lot of history, obviously. Rocky, you're going to talk about the steps. You want to do that. Um, it's also one of these cities where the stadium is right downtown, And I think it's, you know, the Bills, you have some of these like Pittsburgh and Cleveland, you've seen them. It's not like Foxborough. It's not like Kansas City. It's not like Green Bay. It's not like Buffalo. I think that's a cool experience to see some of these stadiums and how they interact with their cities and being downtown like in Philadelphia.
1: Well, it's downtown, but it's not like right in the heart of downtown, but it's a it's a very close 10 minute train ride. And then they've got the all of the facilities right there of the link. Is it still Citizens Bank Park? I think it is. And then the the Wells Fargo Center. So that's another cool one, because if there's other things happening that weekend, you could check off multiple things. You could go see the Phillies play if it's early in the fall. You could go see the Flyers play if it's that weekend, or Obviously, you could go see the Sixers play. They're a huge draw. So I I always like double dipping because there are a few times, at least for us, that I feel like you can go to sporting events as fans. So when I can go to a sporting event and not have to cover it, especially if it's not football or hockey, I always really enjoy those experiences. I've been to um, citizens bank park and it's a cool ballpark. It's not the best. It's not the worst. I've never been to, if it's still called the Wells Fargo center, I've never been to a flyers game and I've never been to a Sixers game. So I think it would be cool to experience that.
0: I guess you're right. I didn't realize it was a little bit outside downtown, actually downtown, where you see like the city center city is what they call it in Philadelphia, but it is a hustle bustle area where the stadium is located. And I know that too, because <clears> throat> sorry, throat> back in 2015, when the Bills played there it was a December game. And believe it or not, the Army Navy game was being played at the exact same time our team buses were driving by on the freeway at the stadium. And it was I know of uh, just a very you know busy part. So it's not directly downtown, like you said, but it's still pretty cool. And um, I've only been there. Well, they did play preseason. Have you been to that stadium yet?
1: Yes, once, but it was a preseason game actually yep. for me. I was not there in twenty fourteen when they played against uh the LaShawn McCoy revenge game. So I was there in the preseason once.
0: All right. Well, the Bills obviously have another division team that they see every year, and that is New York. And I think that, you know, New Jersey is where they play against the Jets. But if you want to make that trip, there's always things to do in Manhattan. There's always things to do around the city. There's always things to do even in New Jersey if you want to, yeah. you know, stay out there like usually we do with the team. The one year it was the Bills playing. Remember when the Bills played after Rex was fired, the Bills played on New Year's Day against the Jets, right? Um, so New Year's Eve, we had to stay in, in in that area. Well, the issue was because it was New Year's Eve, there were not a lot of hotels, so they had to put us like 20 miles outside where we normally stay. And it's usually been Jersey City, and that is yeah. a very, very short subway ride into Manhattan. And then I like to go in Manhattan and experience everything.
1: I got a cool Jersey city bills story. The last year that I was uh, the channel seven was the official station. of The bills, the hotel room was part of the deal between the two teams. So I always stayed at the team hotel. And in 2019, the year that they opened against the jets and then played the giants the same weekend. So I went in, I checked into the hotel in Jersey city. Everything was smooth. The bills won that game. They come from behind big win to start the year. I go back the next weekend to the same hotel and I go check in and it was the exact same room. It was all the accommodations were the exact same. And I was like, Oh, that's funny. Like, I stayed in the exact same room last week, and they were like, Yeah, once the Bills won, they said to just run it back with all of the exact same rooms. So then I saw Brandon and Joe Shane on a walk that morning before the game. We were just like going to get coffee, and I was like, Are you guys a little superstitious? And they're like, A little, it was pouring rain in outside. They're like, We went on a walk last week before the Jets game, so we're doing it again in the <laughs> pouring rain. So we make sure that we can kind of keep the same uh, thing going for that game. So I, I also love that trip. I know that it happens every single year. I also think that's one of the ones where if it happens at the right time of year, it yep. becomes that much better. Like a Jets game in late November, early December is so cool because then you get to do Christmas in New York, which is just like, which is just like magical.
0: Yeah, it is. And I actually like it in October. If Syracuse is playing on a Saturday, I've gone into the East End Bar. It's a Syracuse bar, actually, Um, and I've watched Syracuse games there with friends that I would meet up with. So that's pretty cool as well. All right, we got a few more cities to run through here on the Bills Away schedule. We'll find out this week exactly when they'll be, be visiting these teams. Hey, it's Sal Capaccio from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. It's not just a podcast, it's the 25th hour of your day. Your weekly source for all things Buffalo Bills. Right on time, your time. In the car? Navigate the streets with NFL wisdom in your ear. We accompany every errand you need to run. Washing the windows or vacuuming the carpets? Don't just clean, conquer. Podcasts make you more productive because we fit perfectly into your schedule. Follow It's Always Game Day in Buffalo in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. One of those cities is South Beach, Miami, Port Lauderdale, Miami, Hollywood. However, you want to term it. What's what's been your experience going to Bills games down there?
1: It's too hot. I get uncomfortable. I sweat too much. I wonder why we always have to go early in the season. I think that if it was later in the year, I would really enjoy the escape. But even last year, I remember the last couple years since the pandemic. You don't have an insane amount of options for direct flights down to Miami and down to Lauderdale anymore, so it just becomes kind of a, a big process to even get down there. So it's okay.
0: Yeah, that's been kind of <laughs> the lately. The um, bless you. That's been kind of the theme lately with the uh, the Heat. Obviously, last year they all the plays that the guys had, the guys getting IVs and going to the locker rooms and things like that. But if you go down, if you go down to the Bills game in Miami, I'm going to tell you this, folks. There is no shortage of Bill's parties. There's no shortage of Bill's fans to hang out with. I mean, you drive down A1A, and typically what happens, this is a very cool part of the trip, Matt. So typically what happens is games on a Sunday, let's say 1 o'clock. On Saturday, team plane lands. We load the buses. They literally take the route on purpose to the team hotel. It's usually in the same area in Fort Lauderdale. Right down through A1A where bills fans are lining the streets. I have videos. I'm on the bus filming these people and they're lining a one a going crazy for the Buffalo bills. It is awesome. It's just a great, great feeling when you see that, then you get to the hotel and you're like, you can walk either direction and you're basically going to hit hundreds of bills fans, no matter where you go. And it's a super cool party.
1: What's that bar elbow room that everybody always goes to elbow Elbow
0: room. room Yep, Elbow room is where you have a, a big bills party every year. And then, I always try to go to Russ Salvatore's party. He has a party, uh, the the restaurant tour here in Buffalo. He has a party down at the Blue Martini, which is not far either. Um, it's a very short cab or Uber ride or whatever. And I see a lot of people just, um, you know, that I've seen over the years at this party. And people come down, they go to that. And there's a DJ or a live band. And there's just a lot of cool things to do for Bills fans down there. And then you get to the game. And, of course, you just have to make sure you're ready for the heat.
1: It's just so hot. And every year I made the mistake, I think my first year going to a game, they're wearing a suit. And I remember looking at all of the other reporters there and they're like, what are you doing? Like, this is the game where you put on a polo and you put on golf pants and you call it a day. It's just not worth it. And then even when you put on the polo and the golf pants, you're like, this was a terrible idea. This is so, so hot. So obviously... If you're somebody who's interested in going to that game, be cognizant of what side you're sitting on, because it's funny. I know we all made a big deal out of it last year with the weather and how much hotter the Bills sideline is, but those tickets are substantially cheaper as well on the Bills sideline because you're just sitting there baking in the sun. That being said... If you play there, if they play there in November or December, it might be kind of nice. You might enjoy it. But if it's September, I mean, you're talking about a day that's 90, 95 degrees. And then inside the stadium, it's like 105. Do you have a prediction on whether that game will be earlier or later
0: this year based on our conversation with Mike North a couple of weeks ago?
1: Later. I think it's going to be later. And I think that the New England game is going to be earlier because he almost made it seem like if there was a trend, they would go out of their way to make sure that that didn't continue. So that's why I think they're going to play the Patriots and the Jets earlier in the year, and they're going to play the Dolphins later in the year, at least in Miami. Or maybe they flip. Maybe Miami comes here early and the Bills go to Miami late.
0: I I have a feeling that's going to happen, too. We'll find out. By the way, Mike North, VP of Broadcast Planning. Great episode with him on It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. Check it out. You can find it on the video portion at South Sports on YouTube. You can find it on our uh, page here, iTunes, Spotify, wherever, but a really cool over hour long conversation about the schedule, how it's made, what to expect this year. All right. Keeping with the theme of if there are things to do like baseball games or some other event to go to the bills, do go to our nation's capital, Washington, DC, a great tourist city, obviously. Um, I I'm excited about that because every time I've go to, gone to Washington, I've always had a good time. And one year I remember, they had um, like a big Christmas set up over by the Washington Monument. It was lights everywhere. You just go, you walk through it. There's always something cool going on in that city.
1: Yeah, it's also the worst stadium probably in the entire NFL. So that's the one thing. It's like you've got to make the trade off of if you want to take in all of the really cool things that are in D.C., which I would recommend. You worst then have press
0: to. box location, or I know worst radio press box location, worst, worst uh, visiting radio booth location. Maybe Miami's number one. It's number two. But either way, Miami and Washington the two worst radio booth locations. What about for the press box itself?
1: I can't remember exactly where the press box is, but I just do remember the stadium. It's just so blah. There's nothing like really about it that you're like, wow. Right. This is incredible. I never went to the old Coliseum. So I've heard people say that the Coliseum in Oakland was pretty similar. But for me, it's Jacksonville and it's Washington. Those two stadiums are just not great.
0: That's why they're thinking about another yet another one in Washington. They just built this one, what, 25 years ago, I think. uh, where they play now. And I would I have been to Oakland. The atmosphere for the game is incredible. It was the black hole, but yes, the stadium was the worst stadium. The the locker rooms and the balls and all that kind of stuff. When you watch the movie Moneyball and you have all that those old those Uh the locker room, and you're sitting there with the TV and he's watching, all that's real. That's actually where everybody goes to you know lift weights and have their locker room talks and things like that.
1: I think of the places that we have mentioned that maybe aren't in the immediate higher tier, DC, if you're not somebody who really cares about the actual stadium, should be pretty high in the list just because there are so many things to do. DC is sneaky hot though, because the entire city is just big concrete. So that would be one where you would probably want it to be a little bit later in the year. So you're not like I remember preseason games in Washington are just a nightmare because it's just so, so hot. I, I'm also probably an outlier here. I do not like to be hot. I would rather be cold than be hot. I always think you can add on another layer, but you can't take off another layer, at least not always. Oh, yeah, so not I'm,
0: I, I, I I like being hot. And in fact, the hotter, the the hotter, the better for golf. I like to oh, go no in the hottest way. weather possible.
1: Oh my yes. gosh. What What is your ideal temperature to like go play golf in?
0: Oh, I'm fine with like
1: mid eighties. Oh. High, mid
0: low 80s, low 80s. I think my ideal probably high 70s, but I'm totally fine in the 80s.
1: I think my ideal round of golf would be like 60 degrees. Yeah, Six, we're definitely different in that regard. 60 degrees, the sun <laughs> out, a little
0: breeze. All that's, right, so let's that's wrap what I want. Up. Let's wrap it up with the uh, visiting cities. With one that I really was impressed with last year, unfortunately everything happened in the game on Monday night football but Cincinnati yeah. is mm-hmm. a very very cool place with a really cool row and area like think if you're in Buffalo. like they got' know Allentown Chippewa, but it's a little bit more of a um like a closed off area uh, and I can't remember what they call it down there in Cincinnati get it but It's right in between.
1: I don't know. It's right in between the ballpark and the stadium. And it's it's like this really cool little space there. Yes. I was pleasantly surprised with Cincinnati last year was my first real time in Cincy I had been once to go to a baseball game, but it was just like driving through and a quick stop. I liked Cincinnati a lot more than I don't want to say that I thought I would, but there was a lot more to do there than I had anticipated there would be. And then, you know, everything happened.
0: Yeah, it was. uh, And you know what? Um, I think at that time, by that time, it, the, the game became obviously really big for both teams. So the fans were out in full force. There was some good smack talking going on. Not really nothing bad, actually, but it was kind of fun to, to see both fan bases out there and enjoying it and going at it a little bit. But, yeah, and I had a good time. Eric Woods, you know, he is from there. Mm-hmm. And we, um, we got to go to a lot of places that he was very familiar with people and things like that. So that was a cool experience to be a part of that. But I will tell you, wherever we went. Bills fans having a good time, a lot of history, a lot of sports history in Cincinnati, the baseball team, obviously the football team, you know, that that can be found a lot of places as well. All right. So those are the nine places the Bills will travel to this year, including London. And then, of course, you have the eight home games. Is there a home game that you are dead set against? Please do not make this the London game. We need this in Buffalo. Do not move this game to London,
1: Dallas. Dallas, I do not want to see in London. I think that could be such a cool atmosphere between, you know, Steph and his brother. I think it's going to be a primetime game. I think it checks way too many boxes. That, to me, feels like just a perfect Sunday night football or Monday night football matchup. Maybe not right at the beginning of the year, but a couple weeks into the year. I just think Dallas only comes here so often. There's obviously a huge following for the Cowboys. I don't want Buffalo, you know, Orchard Park to lose that game. That would be the one at the top of my list.
0: Yeah, me too. And I'm looking. So Dallas did play in. Where did they go? 2019. As somebody said to me. Uh, I'm looking here. I, I thought I it just, was before that.
1: I just don't. Last don't time they played. Play I just don't see them putting that game in
0: London. No, no. Okay, it wasn't. That's right. Okay, I don't know what I saw here. 2019. I'm like, there's no way. If you go back, the last time Dallas played, I think here we go. 2014. It looks like was the last time they played in London. And. It could very well be them. I agree with you. I would hate to see that game move. That is a cool game for Bills fans to see, the Dallas Cowboys at home. And I'll go back before your time, Matt. I'll go back to 1985. The Bills were 2-14. and One of those wins was at home against the Dallas Cowboys. And on the first play of the game, Greg Bell took it 85 yards to the house. Like That was like the first game of the year, the first win of the year after being 0-10 or something like that. It was cool. And it was, of course, the Dallas Cowboys who had this great tradition of the star on their helmet. And then, of course, the Monday night game Uh, when Dallas came to Buffalo. I'm sure you remember that one
1: That's the one that I always think of when I think of Dallas coming to Buffalo and I think of the kick returns and I think of the end of the game and all the interceptions from Tony Romo and T.O. and just, man, this team has just figured out how to lose in these poetic ways. That game was just soul-crushing. I remember I was in school, and I remember the next day it was like, and the Bills weren't even good. Like it's not like the game really mattered. It was just the national stage, the Bills against the Cowboys. You would have loved to pull out a win, and they did not.
0: All right. Well, we'll find out exactly what's going to happen with the NFL schedule this week on Wednesday. The international games will be announced. There will also be select games for the the opener. Will probably be announced on Thursday morning because that's when the NBC will get their crack at announcing some of the games. We'll um, we'll get select games and leaks as we go forward here, but. We will get everything on Thursday night. In the meantime, the Bills are getting together to prepare for these games while they have, while they have rookie minicamp and OTAs coming up. Hey, everyone. This is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast. this coming weekend, I guess we could say it that way, Matt. Matt yeah. um, you're going to see Friday, Saturday, Sunday, rookies out in the field in Orchard Park for the Buffalo Bills. A lot of talk about how Dalton Kincaid fits into the equation here. I, I think he's super interesting, but I think as we get a little farther from the draft, for me, maybe the middle linebacker spot, spot in Dorian Williams, if he can actually take on some reps there. I know that there was some talk really that that wouldn't happen, but I think the Bills left that door open a little bit after the draft and maybe that's something that they'll investigate.
1: Yeah, that's the big one for me because I think Dalton Kincaid is going to find the field. I think Osiris right. Torrance might not find the field immediately, but I think it'll happen, if not this year, very frequently going into next season. But Dorian Williams is the one of like, how are they going to utilize this guy? And I know they do not rush players onto the field. We saw that with Terrell Bernard last year, but I would imagine that they have to figure something out with losing Tremaine. Like, is it going to be Terrell Bernard? Is it going to be Tyrell Dodson? Is Dorian Williams going to somehow be involved in this and that's all assuming that Mike or excuse me Matt Milano stays healthy really for you know a big chunk of the season so the linebacker to me going into really rookie minicamp into OTAs into training camp that is far and away the most interest interesting position battle in my eyes what do you think the chances are that Justin Shorter makes the roster good the wide receiver from good I would say 75%. I think he would have to play himself off the roster. He doesn't need to play himself onto the roster.
0: Yeah, fifth-round pick, I think you'd you'd expect him to. You'd want him to. And Brandon Bean even said, we think he can get a jersey. But it was interesting when he said that, it was get a jersey because of special teams. Being a Mm -hmm. gunner is what his specialty seems to be, and that's why I do give him a shot as well. Then you get to Nick Broker, the seventh-round pick, the first of two seventh-round picks. I find, personally – Broker and Alex Austin, their second and seventh round pick. I think they're very much in opposite boats here. I think Broker has a much more legitimate path to the roster than Alex Austin does, which screams to me a lot more practice squad development because they have so many guys at that particular spot.
1: Yeah, I think the same thing. I would think really, besides their top four picks, those are really the only locks to make the roster. I don't I don't even want to say locks because I just said 75% for Justin Shorter. I think Broker and I think Austin. It's a coin flip, but we wouldn't have been sitting here doing this conversation last year about Christian Benford and thinking that mm-hmm. he was going to make the team and look at the impact that he ended up making.
0: Speaking of Christian Benford and some of the players that will be at that position, he was a part of the Micah Hyde charity softball game on Sunday. Um, my voice is a little bit back, but you can see it just crack right there a little bit. Um, I was the on-field MC. Very honored to do that again, Matt. And of course the home run derby is a big part of it. And then you have the game. A couple of things that stood out to me from that game on the field and off the field. Um, let's talk about off the field because I get to do the player introductions, which to me is one of the coolest parts of the afternoon is mm-hmm. a- announcing the players. It's all off the cuff. It's all ad lib. I just basically say something about that player and they run out. And one of the players. I, I know everybody by face generally. There's a couple guys who might be new like Cortez Broughton, I didn't know him by face. I'm like, "Oh, Cortez Broughton." I look at the back of his jersey. Who is he? He tells me, "Make sure I say his name, right?" Things like that. There was a guy and I'm like, "Wait a minute. I know this guy. Why don't why can't I place him?" And I said, "I'm I'm sorry." Like, "Who are you again?" I looked. He had nothing on the back of his jersey. It was Damian Harris, all right? Oh, okay. And so I introduced him and I said to the crowd, "A guy we have really Learn to hate or love to hate, love to hate the last four years. I think I said, but now we're going to really love him in Buffalo running back. Damian Harrison, he got a big applause. I'm just curious what you think his role is for this team on the actual NFL football field in 2023.
1: I think if Damian Harris is healthy, there's a path for Damian Harris to be the Bills' number one running back. Wow. I really do. I really, I like Damian Harris' game. I think, obviously, you invested a lot in James Cook, but they feel like they're pretty slow with some of these decisions and kind of acclimating these guys into it. But the, the big question is his health. He hasn't been healthy for a lot of his career. So I think there's a chance, but... We shall see. I'm going to stop talking because I feel not great.
0: All right. No problem. Uh, The last thing I'm going to say here is if you want to jump in on it, um, home run derby was awesome. Josh Allen did not defend his title. He
1: came,
0: he, he came a little later because he was at the Kentucky Derby. Well, we knew that. So we just advanced him to the finals. He tied Spencer Brown. They had to go another round. They tied again. And then we just said longest home run wins, longest shot, longest hit Spencer Brown he didn't hit the ball very far. All Josh had to do was hit it to the outfield. He tried so hard, he actually fouled it off, which was incredible. Spencer Brown winds up winning it. Both players, Matt, both players hit balls out of the stadium at That's Salem crazy. Field. Spencer Brown over the Bully Hills sign in right field. Josh Allen over the net in left field and the
1: height yeah. of it even. Yeah, that's pretty wild. I mean, these guys are just freak athletes. That's the At the end of the day, Spencer Brown and Josh Allen, they're not just football players. They're freak athletes. I wish I I obviously wasn't there because, once again, I feel like I got hit by a train. But it would have been cool if they would have did, like, the flickering light and, like, the natural music like they do when there's a home run. You know, that would have been really cool. But, yeah, I'm sure the event was amazing.
0: And I will say this. The defense won in a walk-off grand slam by – Micah Hyde, so the natural theme played as he rounded the bases, poetic. which was super cool. It was a great day. They raised about half a million dollars, maybe probably more overall for um, the Imagine for Youth Foundation for Micah. Checks were given out, and for four hundred seventy thousand dollars plus all the the like, merch and concessions and all that stuff. Everybody who's <laughs> donating to be a part of it, it was a really fun night. Really fun day i should say look forward to it next year hope you could be a part of it hope you could be a part of listening to this podcast when matt yeah. feels a little bit better <laughs> the next time we do it matt let's just get you out of here let's get everybody out of here thanks yeah
1: man. thank you everybody for bearing with us because i i really don't feel good but hopefully by the next time we can talk we'll have the bill schedule we can break it down yes and i won't be sneezing and blowing my nose every 20 seconds
0: that's okay, and thank you very much once again to Lucas Buckley, our producer, always doing a good job behind the scenes, making sure everything is out there for you to watch on YouTube at Sales Sports, and, of course, listen wherever you pod. It's always game day in Buffalo.